Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't tell you how to can, but rather just how I can. While I sometimes think outside the box, I am comfortable following tested guidelines, such as those issued by the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and I'll put the link to that website in the show description. And I also do a ton of research online, which all canners should do to ensure they are canning in the way that makes them feel the most confident and safe. Because something isn't listed on an approved list or website is sometimes just because it hasn't actually been tried. Not necessarily that it has been tried and failed. I've changed my podcast studio up a bit today, which means I've gone from the downstairs dining room to my upstairs office, where I just realized that the waterfall across the road is just as loud, and I should remove the ticking wall clock. There's nothing fancy here, folks. Just me sitting at my late mom's mahogany desk, watching the steady snowfall outside. We recently visited a fruit and vegetable store that had advertised great deals on bulk food. Among some other items, we ended up with 14 and a half pounds of cabbage, which were only two heads, 10 pounds of onions, and 4 pounds of carrots, so we made more canned coleslaw. I talked about canning coleslaw, and I posted the recipe back in Season 1, Episode 24. So this time we ended up with 24 pints. Well, we actually jarred up 25, but one jar busted out its bottom while processing, which could have been because of a defect or crack that I hadn't noticed. Plus, we had one jar of leftover brine that I also processed. So then, because we had so many onions left over from the coleslaw, we decided to make something different for us. French onion soup. Decades ago, my husband would always order this soup at the Lums restaurant. But ever since they went out of the area, and they've also been out of business for 40 years, he hasn't had it. The recipe that I mostly went by came from the same website that I got the coleslaw recipe from, and it's called Just a Pinch. And I'll put the link to it in the show description. And I did double this recipe. My husband had done all the cutting of the supersized cabbages so that the pieces would fit into the food processor, and so he also peeled all the onions and sliced the ones for the soup. What I used for equipment for the French onion soup was a large Dutch frying pan, a large stock pot, a cutting board, a sharp knife, a canning funnel, a debubbler, a two-cup measure cup, dish towels, pot holders, the jar remover tongs, and I ended up needing nine quart jars. I used the Presto digital canner. Again, I wasn't very good with the planning ahead, which meant I had to do this in two batches of four quarts, with the one quart left over for the next day's lunch. And I did use the pressure canning cycle. The ingredients we used were seven pounds of onions, six quarts of our own previously canned beef broth, four tablespoons of beef base, And the brand I have is by Magi, M-A-G-G-I. And I'm not married to this brand, which is by Nestle. It's just what was on sale at the time of purchase. And also, four teaspoons of steak sauce, and four teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce, and four tablespoons of butter. While my husband peeled and sliced the onions, I got the broth going, which was so simple. I just removed the solidified fat from the top of each quart of beef broth, and I emptied the broth into the stock pot. I don't know if anyone else would have to have the fat removed, but because my husband can't tolerate it, I just didn't add it. So to the stock, I added the beef base, the steak sauce, and the Worcestershire sauce, and I brought it all to a simmer for a few minutes, 
and then just shut it off and let it set there. I cooked the sliced onions in the butter in the Dutch frying pan on medium low until they were translucent. And meanwhile, I had my jars going through the warming cycle in the canner because I was going to be putting in hot food. It's always hot food, hot jars, hot water, or cold food, cold jars, cold water. And this prevents any shocking to your jars. When the onions were done, I measured two cups into each quart jar. I filled with the broth, I debubbled it, and then I added more broth to one inch headspace. I wiped each rim with a vinegar soaked paper towel and I used vinegar to cut through the grease. I put on the lids and I finger tightened the rings. I processed each batch for 75 minutes. I had some siphoning during the processing but all the lids sealed. When my processing is done I always remove the canner cover and I just let the jars sit for about 10 minutes. This helps if any jars are really bubbling because it gives them that little bit of time to settle down. I have removed bubbling jars immediately before and I had them spit at me around the lids and the rings in protest. And I always set hot jars on dish towels to help avoid any shock of extremely hot jars on the colder work table. The French onion soup looked really nice, nice and dark. The onions pretty much clustered at the top, but by the next day they had settled down a little bit so they looked more distributed evenly. I just let them set all night and the next day I removed the rings. I washed the jars to remove any grease from the siphoning and after they dried I labeled them and put them down in my canning cellar. Our whole house smelled like onions. This is not an exaggeration and my eyes burned all day. Onions don't affect my husband which is why he always volunteers to be the onion guy. But even if he chops them up so that I can put them in the food processor, even using the food processor makes my eyes just run. And this is what I found on why onions make so many folks cry. And I'll link to where I found this information in the show description. Quote, when any vegetable is damaged, its cells are ripped open. The plant often then tries to defend itself by releasing bitter tasting chemicals called polyphenols that can be off-putting to hungry animals trying to eat it. But an onion's defense mechanism goes further producing an even more irritating chemical, Popanthio S. oxide, meant to stop the plant being consumed by pests, end quote. I mean, who knew onions could be so clever? It's been a while since I recommended Jamie's amazing jar openers, which he makes using 3D technology. I absolutely can't use anything else because my thumbs give me so much trouble. Jamie gave me permission to put his contact info in the show description. I don't know Jamie, but I do love his product. So thank you for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.